Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN, New York. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Rick Wolf's Sports Edge. I'm your host, Rick Wolf. Okay, let's talk about how a high school you have never heard of, Bishop Sycamore High School out of Columbus, Ohio, has suddenly become the poster child for everything that is wrong about high school athletics today and so-called coaches and educators who are eager to dangle the hope of a college athletic scholarship for football. Now, this past week's headlines focused on Bishop Sycamore, which is at best a highly suspicious high school allegedly based in Columbus, Ohio, which found its football team playing on ESPN against mighty powerhouse IMG Academy of Florida. And IMG crushed Bishop Sycamore's Centurions 58 to nothing. And by the way, Bishop Sycamore, they boast of having numerous Division I prospects on their team. But in reality, the squad doesn't seem to have any Division I prospects. What they do have is a bunch of kids who in many cases have already played four years of high school football, some have played junior college, are now 19 or 20 years of age, and in several cases, some of these kids allegedly have some serious legal issues to boot. There's Plus, there's only about 30 kids on the roster, but it's hard to get real factual answers to all these questions because this school is mysterious. Nobody seems to know exactly what it's about. The, the website is, is sparse at best. Uh, all we can look at, apparently, is what we saw on TV, where IMG beat him 58 to nothing. And it was really a very, very lopsided score. In addition to all this, Bishop Sycamore had just played and lost two nights earlier to a team in Pennsylvania in 19-7. This is two nights before they played, played IMG on, on national television. And as it turns out, many of Bishop's players go both ways. They play both on defense and offense, meaning that they were risking serious injury from playing another game in less than 48 hours after the previous one. And from what I can gather from media reports, the team doesn't have an athletic trainer on its staff. Now, I know this sounds incredible. In this day and age, how could this be? How could this happen? In a world where, obviously, high schools are overseen by states and, and have accountability and so on and so forth, and, and you play football games on an ESPN, high school football, which is supposed to feature the best in the land, how could this all happen? 
Trust me, though, when I tell you I am not making any of this up. I mean, I was just incredulous as I kept reading numerous reports and accounts from the Columbus, Ohio media about this so-called high school, Bishop Sycamore, and their football team. But there's a lot more to what seems to be a major scam. Now, Bishop, you should know, apparently has only been around for two years. Their football team played last year as well, and a little bit this year, they have yet to win a game. And amazingly, which people have, aren't aware of, Bishop Sycamore played IMG last season as well, and they lost that game 56-6. to Now, surely you would think that someone from IMG Academy or ESPN would have asked some questions about rescheduling this opponent again for national TV, but I guess no one did. Now, again, it's difficult to track any precise details because, as I mentioned, the Bishop Sycamore website is scant at best. It says that the school's physical home address, when, apparently when you go to this home address, it's actually not a school at all, but it's a workout facility. It claims that it teaches its uh, student body via online classes, which, again, as we know, has become very popular the last few years. But again, it's hard to track any of this down. Here it's even more amazing is just a few years ago, the same scam was put forth by an alleged school called Christians of Faith Academy. It was in Columbus, and it was pretty much the same administrators and coaches who are involved with Bishop Sycamore. In other words, Christians of Faith Academy was the first iteration of this. It didn't last very long. And sure enough, these guys decided to try and do the same thing again. That school apparently tattered itself, oddly enough, as the IMG Academy of the Midwest, again, based in Ohio. Although they certainly didn't have any anywhere close to the success that IMG has had. In any event, all of this, all of this has led to a major investigation, understandably, by the state of Ohio and its education department. Even the governor of Ohio, Mike DeWine, he's asking questions as to what the heck is going on with this school that nobody's ever heard of and somehow, you know, got on national TV. Meanwhile, as you might suspect, all the remaining schools on the Bishop Sycamore schedule for this season, well, they've all canceled. And there's no surprise there. I mean, look, clearly they're beginning to do their own research to find out what the heck is going on with this team they have booked. Now, look, what happens is a lot of big powerhouse high school football teams around the country are always looking for for other big-time independent schools to play. They're hard to find, and scheduling is always difficult. So there's always like a, a particular sort of place to go online where you can find schools that are looking for opponents, big time opponents. And I guess these other high schools that were going to play Bishop Sycamore went to this and said, oh, Bishop Sycamore, they say they're a division, they're full of division one prospects and they just played IMG Academy and they're for real and so on and so forth. But these other high schools signed up to play this school, this bogus school. And I guess those other schools didn't do any homework on Bishop Sycamore either. Now, again, Bishop Sycamore is described as an online charter school that students can attend. In addition, though, you should know that the school is not even listed in the Ohio High School Athletic Association's directory of schools. How can this be? I mean, in fact, and this is, again, this just gets stranger and stranger, but I'll tell you this. Instead of being 
listed as an Ohio High School Athletic Association school, Bishop Sycamore is actually reportedly a school that's in the Texas Christian Athletic League. <laughs> so why is the school in Ohio affiliated with a school in t- a league in Texas? As I said, it just gets stranger and stranger. And honestly, the school, as I said, is now, we've talked so many times on the, on the show about the wild, wild west of youth and amateur sports. Why we need, we desperately need, this cries out for a, a national commissioner of youth sports. This is a perfect example. This is just out of control, a train wreck. It's just unbelievable. Now, you should also know this about the Bishop Sycamore Centurions. They don't exactly have much of a background to reflect on. According to their website, which again is very scant, they've only had five posts about the football team dating back to April of this year. Not one has been posted since May. If the school was about to begin a big-time football season, you would probably assume that there would be some sort of season preview content on their website. But again, there wasn't. There isn't any. Now, moving on in all this. As for ESPN, they say this is the fault of a company, a subcontractor called Paragon, which apparently is hired by ESPN uh, to go out and find top high school teams, and then they basically do the production and package the games to ESPN. And apparently, while there were, you know, uh, several, as I mentioned, several other top high school teams across the country who are eager to play other top teams, the truth is very, very few of these so-called top teams are eager to take on the powerhouse program at IMG Academy out of Florida. So, when Paragon found that Bishop Sycamore was eager to play IMG, apparently they just went ahead and made the deal, but didn't do any homework. In fact, it's, it's, this whole thing is hugely, hugely embarrassing, not only to Paragon, but to ESPN as well, is that no one did any basic homework, any research. It was, in fact, it was only during the game when the ESPN commentators said on the air that this was such a lopsided game that it wasn't right for Bishop Sycamore to be playing against IMG in the first place. And, of course, they, 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 this, they brought this up because the commentator said they couldn't find any, any notes or online information or even a roster for the Bishop Sycamore team leading up to the contest. This is, <laughs> I, I, I tell you, I, I just, I'm stunned by this. And, friends, we'll take your calls about this incident because, as I said, this is, is it's bizarre, but I do worry about maybe this is where we're heading when it comes to out-of-control high school sports programs, uh, club teams, travel teams, where, again, there is no supervision. People are just doing things what they feel is going to either benefit their kids as athletes, in this case football players, maybe get them a, uh, get in some national exposure to be on TV, maybe get some, uh, some coaches, college coaches, to look at them. Uh, but this is just unbelievable. Then who are the victims in all this? Well, the high school football players, for sure. I mean, they're just trying to, to find another way to showcase their talents and thought, oh, we'll get on television, play against the best high school team in the country. But, I mean, theoretically, the, there are parents involved in this who are paying several thousand dollars in tuition for the kids to go to Bishop Sycamore, which, again, is, a, is an online school, apparently. The opposing teams, like an IMG Academy, but they say, well, why are we playing a team that, that we're afraid they're going to get, you know, we may injure these guys. And remember, as I mentioned, Sycamore had just played a game two nights earlier in Pennsylvania. And, and 
They're playing now against uh, 48 hours later against another big, strong powerhouse. And again, IMG is sort of culpable in this as well because they crushed this team last year. It's just a black eye. It's a total black eye. It's a total lose-lose for everyone who was involved in this kind of situation. I, I, I'm, I, I, just, I just don't understand how this can take place. Maybe we can because that's the society in which we now find ourselves. What's the right punishment here? And more importantly, what's the best way to make, this sh- make sure that this kind of embarrassment doesn't happen again? <laughs> you know, it's ironic. I was just in the process of planning to do a show about the growing number of bogus high schools which cater to talented high school basketball players and how these so-called high schools are nothing more than a kind of elite club program that basically uses the facade of education, of high school education, to allow top basketball prospects to showcase their stuff on a national basis. And I still plan on doing that kind of show. All right, let's let's take some calls about this because I know people have thoughts and opinions, and uh, obviously I have more detail I want to share with you as well. Let's just let's start taking some calls. One eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Let's start with uh, let's start with uh, Rob uh, out in Long Island. Rob, good morning. You're on the fan. Rick, you know Robbie Lake success. Yeah, I I got to tell you something. You know after hearing this story when you brought this up, this is unreal, and I wish. My dad, as you know, my dad was the commissioner of the Public School Athletic League in New York City for many years in the football uh, side. Right. And, you know, to me, he would be livid. I mean, number one, as an educator, you know, there's so much involved in scheduling and and setting up different divisions. At least I remember from the PSAL uh, situation, there was an A and a B uh, league, which was, you know, scheduled depending on the size of the schools. Okay, so the A schools had the larger populations, and those schools were put together uh, to play against each other, uh, you know, and that, that was the way they set, set up the schedule. Obviously, the different boroughs as well. But I remember he had an issue with the B league, okay, which was usually smaller schools yep. where the, the, the champion of the B league went to the, was, you know, upgraded to the, to the A league. So they were upset because they had to play against some of the better schools, and one of the kids, unfortunately, got hurt. And this is where I want to go with this. And there was a lot to do with that injury. A kid wound up getting paralyzed. Um, and this is where I'm going to go with, with what we're talking about here. When you have uh, a situation where you're an illegal high school, okay, and this is all legal now, a kid gets hurt. Can you imagine now the, the lawsuits that are going to be involved with where did this school come from? Who are they? What's, what's their background? And you're telling me you got older kids or kids with different experiences playing against different level of kids now that possibly could get injured? I mean, it, it's, it opens up. This is how, how silly this you know, is in some respects, but how dangerous. Uh, this is, you know, this story can be common, and and I'm so glad you enlightened, you know, the audience. And it, it's it's un- it's an unbelievable how it happened, Rick. That I don't understand how it how they schedule teams. I mean, you know, because normal <laughs> well, leagues have normal scheduling, you know, programs and the way Rob, it's set up. It, you know, from different, you know, different locations. Give me a thought on it, that. 
Rob, I, I, I hear your passion on this, and I couldn't agree more, and I'm, people are outraged by this because there are, there are serious educators all over the country, obviously around here as well, who go to great lengths like your dad did to ensure as best they can, that especially with a, with a contact sport like football, that enough precautions are taken that, look, there's going to be kids get hurt playing football. We know that. So now you have a school which basically elevates itself onto the national scene with no real uh, oversight or administration by the state of Ohio. Uh, apparently, in the state of Ohio, it says we have no record of this school anywhere. Uh, the, who knows who the coaches' backgrounds are? Who knows where these kids come from? But it's a private school, and they somehow get on on, on playing other so-called top top-tier national high schools who want to look for, look for other top. Uh, programs to play. Nobody apparently did the homework. Nobody checked on whether the school was legit. Nobody did anything. And again, what really strikes me as odd is that IMG had beaten these guys last year by 50 points. You would think they would say, we don't want to play these guys again. They were very weak last year. And apparently the reports are, are, are all over the place. But I mean, again, and I can't prove or disprove any of this. Apparently, there's only two coaches, no trainer. I mean, a lot of, lot of who's paying the bills when they go on the road. I mean, it's just what is going on here? And obviously, it's, um, we're going to see all sorts of other stories come out of this. But it's, it's, it really is unbelievable that a lot of people bought into this, and said, including ESPN. If somebody from ESPN had just called up Paragon, their, their packager, and said, who are these guys, and I can't find them on the website, and who are their top prospects, and so on and so forth, I, I just think this is outrageous. It's just nuts. All right, let me do this. Let me, let me take a quick break. I want to talk more about this program. I have other details I want to reveal to you as well because clearly it is nuts uh, and, and it's dangerous. And it, it's, again, uh, as I said just a few minutes ago, we're seeing some of this also perhaps with high school basketball programs as well. All right, one 337 6666 When I return, we'll continue our conversation about Bishop Sycamore High School. Stay with me. Yeah, they don't write songs like that anymore. <laughs> that's a classic. Five o'clock world, the Vogues. Uh, I'm telling you, that's good, good music, my friends. Uh, we're having a conversation this morning on the Sports Edge about the Bishop Sycamore High School football team and whether this is just a ruse or a real football team or even a real high school. There is increasing mounting evidence that it's just a scam, not only the football team, but also the school as well. Uh, and I'm taking your calls at one 337 6666 As I mentioned in the opening segment, in doing some background, it turns out that several of the founders and directors of Bishop Sycamore were involved in a very similar kind of high school scam just a few years ago, again, in uh, Columbus. That high school was called Christian of Faith Academy, an independent uh, online high school that was approved, apparently, by the state of Ohio, but it didn't belong to a, a particular high school football conference because it was a religious, I don't know, a religious school. It's hard to get details because it's so murky. And, and, you know, Christian of Faith Academy went out of business and was replaced, allegedly, by Bishop Sycamore, which sounds like maybe it's parochial because of, of the moniker Bishop attached to it, uh, but it's not. It, it Again, all I know is that they got themselves onto ESPN where they got crushed by the IMG Academy. Uh, you know, and <laughs> late breaking news I read just yesterday, 
And folks, I'm not making this up. I'm just reporting the news. The comedian, well-known comedian Kevin Hart and his production company called Heartbeat, along with something called Complex Networks, Clutch Originals, and Haven Entertainment, they're going to do a movie about this case. Uh, it's... <laughs> oh, you know, this is just extraordinary. All right, let, let's, let's get some of your thoughts and comments about this. Let's go, to, uh, let's go to Tom over in Brick, New Jersey. Tom, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning, Commissioner. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you something. The short answer is, to all of this idioticity that the America has gone nuts. Yes. Is yes. America returns to normalcy somehow, then these problems will be addressed. Right now, the only thing being addressed is my child has special athletic ability, and I will go anywhere, spend anything to get him a piece of the American dream. Yes. That's it. The, the parents just, they, they drive the engine that makes these things possible. Tom, it, it's, it's extraordinary, and you're absolutely spot on. This is all about, A, uh, it only benefits, uh, it's like our, our society has shifted its attention. And, Tom, thank you for the call this morning. It's as though our society has said we only care about those gifted athletes that are going to be the very, very, very elite and the problem is the parents all assume that their kids are the very, very elite, and unfortunately they're not. Uh, we know the numbers, the percentages of how many kids go on to get a college scholarship. It's less than 4% of all high school varsity athletes. Even fewer, a fraction, a mere, a mere fraction, ever go on to get paid a dime playing pro sports, and yet we're all trying to set up these unbelievable ways to elevate our kids that get showcased. It's just nuts. I mean, in, in my way, it, this whole thing, I'm not going to say that they're all – all the travel and club teams are as nutty or as extreme or a scam like this, this Bishop Sycamore. But, I mean, there, is some, there are some parallels to this reality that anyone can start a travel or a club team. Or in this case, anyone can start a high school and have a high school football team. I mean, for so many moms and dads who want to find a pathway for their, for their athletic son or daughter to get to the promised land of a college athletic scholarship, they will go to any length and to any expense. To help find their kid that scholarship, even if a, perhaps the club or travel team is in no way overseen by any kind of governmental or, or state authority. I mean, just last week when I had uh, Colleen McGuire on the show, uh, you know, about whether the New Jersey State Athletic Association oversees any outside club or travel team programs. And she emphatically, of course, said no. Parents, you got to do your homework and, and, and live in the real world. This bogus high school football team is symbolic, as Tom mentioned, of what's going on in our country. We're heading down this pathway. And as Rob uh, Freed said earlier, this gets dangerous. Uh, you know, injuries can happen, particularly with heavy contact sports. Let's move on. Let's go, to, let's go to Doug in New York. Doug, good morning. You're next up on the fan. Hi, thanks for taking the call. I just want to share, I think what's getting lost in the conversation is the gross negligence on part of schools like IMG Academy to put this school on your schedule and not do simple due diligence that the rest of America is now able to do the day after with simple Google searches, it's an absolute disgrace. Uh, I, uh, schools I, I like couldn't, IMC Academy, yeah, the way I that they operate should not be allowed. It can only happen in a place like Florida uh, or places like it. Here in New York, the, the hours that go into uh, scheduling 
uh, week in, year in, year out. Yeah, it's always a contentious thing, but it's always done for the purpose of putting the kids in the best position to succeed. Places like IMG Academy are not that. We've had, I've had student-athletes transfer to and from IMG Academy, and their transcripts come back like they should be written in crayon. It is a disgrace that they were put on a field, they put their children on a field with these people who are clearly sick, sick individuals at Bishop Sycamore. Thanks for taking my call. Have a great day. Yeah, Doug, I, I, again, uh, as I said earlier, uh, there are a lot of people here, unfortunately, sort of uh, it, are really just sort of guilty of not doing any kind of due diligence or any kind of homework. I mean, we can start, obviously, with the IMG Academy. And again, we've talked about IMG Academy for a long, long time on the show. Uh, and obviously, they become with a lot of money behind them and, and student, student athletes who want to have that showcase, not just for football, but for all the sports they have down at IMG in Florida. I believe it's like seventy or $75,000 a year to go there. I mean, so, you know, they're not kidding. If you think your kid is, is going to be that number one top prospect in whatever sport, whether it's football or hoops or baseball, you better have some cash to, to subsidize, you know, him or her. Um, second thing, of course, is ESPN. I mean, why didn't somebody from ESPN say to Paragon, who are these guys? I've never heard of, of uh, Bishop Sycamore. I mean, I've heard of schools like um, like the DeMatha Academy in D.C. They have big-time football and basketball. Uh, I've heard of IMG. I've heard of other high schools around the country, but I never heard of Bishop Sycamore. Well, there says they're a powerhouse in Ohio. Yeah, but they played IMG last year and lost by 50 points. Why are we – Why? who, what? What's going on here? So, again, somebody somewhere has to sort of answer the questions both at Paragon – as well as ESPN, like, how could this happen? How come nobody made a phone call? Nobody got me, even when your own announcers on the air saying we couldn't get notes for this team, we don't know anything about them, that's brutal. Let's move on. Let's go to Mary in Allendale. Hey, Mary, good morning. You're next up on the fan. Hi, Rick. A couple of questions for you. I was wondering, is there any oversight organization that will look into this in terms of whether money changed hands? Is there a big payday for getting to these games? And whether, you know, behind the scenes there were, there were payoffs of any kind. I was just curious if there was, you know, who would investigate this. And my second question is, since Bishop Sycamore has been around a little bit, um, what responsibility well, two, do coaches have, other they, coaches? Mary, they've been around for two years, okay? And I doubt they're going yeah, to be around for much two longer. Years. But yeah. I'm saying, like, even the other teams that played them, yep. you know, don't coaches research their competitors? And couldn't this have been flagged sooner by other teams even? Yeah. Well, you would think so. I mean, uh, most especially with uh, any any you know uh, serious high school coach wants to see who's on their schedule, and let's get some uh, some videotape of what they look like and previous games they played, and so on and so forth. Apparently, that didn't happen. And the fact that Sycamore hasn't won a game in two years would suggest that most football coaches would say, well, they can't be very good. They haven't won a game, never heard of this high school. But again, that's all part of the process of doing some homework. And I imagine some of the opponents. Couldn't find these coaches, couldn't find, you know, how to get a hold of these guys and look at videotape and exchange uh, video. Uh, it's just, it just whole thing's bizarre. Now, the other question, and Mary, thank you for the call. The other thing I want to point out is, yeah, I was curious too, was money exchanged by this? Uh, I couldn't find an answer. Uh, most high schools, particularly powerhouse high schools, 
what I understand is they love to be on ESPN, understandably, because it's a great showcase for their program and for their athletes. And so they love the exposure, which helps feed in to get more kids to go to play for those, those powerhouse schools. But I don't know if any money was paid for uh, to Bishop Sycamore by either ESPN or Paragon. I just don't know. As far as accountability, who, who, who's accountable here? I don't know. State of Ohio for the education department? I don't know. Uh, they're saying we don't have any records of this school. Um, is is the, the football program or the, the administrators at, at Bishop Sycamore, are they responsible? Yeah, but he can't find them. And again, apparently there's a whole whole uh, trail of unpaid bills there as well. So uh, it just the whole thing is bizarre. The whole thing, And I don't know if ESPN or Paragon are going to say any more about it. They're just going to probably move on to the next game. Let's uh, let's go to Ed over at Elizabeth. Ed, good morning. You're on the fan. This is becoming a joke for uh, young high school athletes. I really believe it. Well, it's 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 really a shame, Ed. And uh, you know, as I think this is uh, in many ways, perhaps it's good that this has come to light because this will be sort of like a an alarm uh, gong to programs and the parents saying, you better be more than careful about what you're doing with your kids when it comes to, you know, uh, elite, so-called elite football teams and, and playing on national TV. I just think it's, it's, it's disgraceful. Well, it goes back to that email I sent you a couple weeks ago, and I'm sure you remember it. Oh, yeah. Where a, yeah. Kid, that, where a kid that pitched for me this past summer, and he pitched his team into the state high school finals. Okay, he's a junior. Good, good pitcher. Not a D1 pitcher, okay? Because a school down in South Carolina is going to let him let him go an extra year. Parents are going to be paying thirty thousand a year to go down, and the parents have already moved down there. Not to just send the kid there because the school's promising the kid that he could throw in the they'll get him to throw in the nineties and get him a Division one scholarship. What kind of world are we coming to, Rick? Uh, you know, everybody thinks that it is, uh, well, again, I've used this expression for years, Ed, and you know this, it's the wild, wild west. Everybody thinks, every mom and dad who was blessed to have an athletic son or daughter thinks they can figure out a better way, uh, a, a pathway to get their kid into that national spotlight, to get them a scholarship to college. And the fact is, it's just, we have these situations blowing up on, on, on a national scene, and it's just nuts. It's just nuts. And again, the victims here are these kids. Ed, thank you for the call, as always. The fact is, these kids who played football, unfortunately, none of them got, got hurt, apparently, or seriously injured, but they just played a high school game 48 hours earlier in, against a team in Pennsylvania, a game they lost like 19-7. to but I can recall back when I played high school football, I mean, boy, uh, you know, at the end of it, <laughs> you played on Saturday afternoon, the next day you woke up, you could hardly move. And I was in great shape. I was in tip-top physical condition. Uh, but the next day, man, it was tough to get out of bed just to get to the bathtub, just so you could, you could soak uh, the muscles. These kids were playing 48 hours later against one of the biggest high school teams in the country. That's just dangerous. It's just bizarre. I mean, I, I, I find this to be so disconcerting in so many ways and again except for the fact that the state of ohio apparently is going to say or the, the governor is going to investigate this this is just bizarre uh let's let's move on with our calls by the way we're, we're taking your calls at one 337 6666 let's go up to croton on hudson dave is standing by hi dave you're on the fan 
No, David's gone. All right, well, I'll tell you what. Let me, let me take a time out here. Uh, I do. I, we have some other calls, obviously, we want to get to as well because this is just such a strange sort of, um, you know, case study of what happens when uh, high school athletic dreams uh, are not being, you know, basically supervised by people who really understand what's right and what's the right thing to do for, for high school student athletes. All right, let me take a time out. When I return, we'll go back to the calls, one 337 6666 The home of Giants football and Yankees baseball is WFAN 1019 FM and the Odyssey app. Hey, uh, welcome back to the Sports Edge. Uh, just a couple of quick reminders. First of all, the uh, the new new and improved askcoachwolf.com website is going to be launched uh, almost uh, Im- really imminently has a new look. It's easy to navigate, and uh, I urge you to check it out. Uh, it should be up sometime, hopefully this week. Uh, you can always follow me at Twitter at hashtag AskCoachWolf. Uh, I also, and I'm, I forgive me for never saying this enough, but I do thank you all for the constant uh, stream of, of email uh, notes and comments uh, about the show uh, that you send along on AskCoachWolf.com. It's very, very helpful to me in, in planning out the shows. Um, really quick update before we get back to our discussion about Bishop Sycamore High School football, home of the Centurions. That's their nickname. Uh, you recall uh, we talked about the Southside High School girls soccer program a few weeks ago. That team uh, won the Nassau County Championship last spring. And the two coaches of that team, the head coach and the assistant coach, were touted uh, for, their, for their success. But then a few weeks later, the school board uh, in their town, uh, in Rockville Center, uh, decided not to rehire the coaches. This allegedly had to do with some accusations about a conflict of interest regarding pay-to-play from a few years ago. Uh, in any event, even though the school board uh, came up with a whole new policy, uh, which they adopted regarding potential conflicts of interest with their coaches. And these two coaches complied with the new school policy. And sure enough, uh, when their, their rehiring was, paperwork was put in, it was approved not only by the athletic director at Southside, but also by the school superintendent. Sure enough, the school board refi- refused to hire the coaches for this fall. This all happened a few weeks ago. Uh, just before the start of the, the soccer uh, practice schedules for, for this fall. Now, the, the, the parents and kids at Southside were stunned and obviously understandably outraged. Uh, some updates, the superintendent out at, uh, at Southside High School, who supported, again, the hiring of the two coaches, uh, has resigned. And after a scramble over the last few weeks to find a new coach to replace the coaches who weren't rehired, well, a new coach has now been hired, uh, for the girls' soccer program, although apparently he's primarily his background is primarily in strength and conditioning, not really so much in soccer. God, what a mess! I mean, I just feel so badly for those soccer players at Southside High. And since the school board never really provided any details on personnel issues, which is a standard operating procedure for all school boards, no one really knows for sure as to why the previous two coaches who have been successful were not rehired. That really isn't right. Some trans, Not all transparency, but there should be some transparency as to what happened there. Because in the end, it's the girls, the girls soccer players, who end up paying the price. Okay, let's move back to our conversation about this mess out in Ohio and Columbus with Bishop Sycamore High School, a team that doesn't really 
I mean, the school is very vague as to whether they even exist and, and who runs the program. The football team got annihilated on national TV by ESPN just 48 hours after playing a team in Pennsylvania. The whole thing is suspect as to some of these kids have already played four years of high school. Some are 19, some are 20. Some allegedly played in junior college. The whole thing's a mess. And, and ESPN and their packager, uh, Paragon, have already said, well, I guess we didn't do our homework. It's just bizarre. Let's, let's, go, to, uh, let's go to Jack Smithlin over in Fairlawn. I'm eager to get Jack's take on this as well. Jack, what do you think? Well, you know, Rick, it's, in all my years of calling, I have no clue where to go with this. But, <laughs> you know, it, it's funny, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a quote here that I read in an article by CBS. And it's their high school division of their news. Yep. And it says, in a, in a fallout of the controversy, Bishop, Bishop Sycamore fired head coach Roy Johnson. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the school announced the decision Tuesday. The school's director, Andre Peterson, said a lot of things contributed to Johnson's firing, including the coach's injury tracking and pending fraud charge. Well, I'm going to quote Ed Arzuman, and he said that Johnson was already hired by Ted Lasso. So (laughs) (laughs) it's it's hilarious. I mean, you know, I mean, in fact, I read an article yesterday that you were hired. Somebody told me this, a great person, (laughs) told me that you were hired as the baseball coach. So, you know, this has to be legit if you're being hired. But the, the point is, is that this is outrageous. I mean... To have something like this happen, ESPN not do their homework, you know, I mean, I'm going to look at this. IMG was looking for just a, a good win or a win, not even a good win, just a win on their record books because if they played him the year before and they humiliated him last year, being a powerhouse, why would they ever want to play them again other than to put a win in their, in their win column? But, but that's you know, a good the point. Po- the point is, yeah. uh, you know, the point is, is that, you know, this, is hilarious and 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 it's scary in this in the same way because you know like you said the people that are being hurt by this are not only the players i mean the players when i looked at their roster and i read this article they said that the players on their roster one played at you know usc last year another one played at a great school down in florida another one was from michigan you know an all-american high school player I mean, this is the biggest fraud ever in, in the history of amateur sports. I mean, this has to be something like the woman that called before. I think she probably hit it right on the head. There must be money somewhere passing somewhere under the table here because for a team like that to get onto ESPN in a powerhouse duel, it, it, it's just outrageous. It's completely outrageous. It is. But it, you know it, what? Yeah. When my grandkids get bigger i'm going to send them to this school even if they're such a powerhouse i mean it's amazing right it's amazing and it's a great story it's a great story because you know what it opens up a lot of eyes more so than the you know and i'm going to say you being the commissioner you know if you were the commissioner you'd be fired today so you would have been done also so Jack, you know. I, I got to tell you, it, it is really is all about uh, P.T. Barnum. Uh, there's a sucker born every minute. Uh, you know, uh, I, can ass- I can assume and you can almost sort of envision that somebody from Paragon 
uh, sports called, uh, you know, whoever at Bishop Sycamore and said, tell us about your roster. And, oh, we got a kid here who played at USC, another kid here. You know, I mean, who, what is going on here? Oh, these are all top division one prospects. But who are they? We don't. But you don't know. I mean, you don't know who, who's who's legit and who's not legit in in Columbus, Ohio. So you take it verbatim. Now, IMG, as you said, they might have said, "Well, we crushed these guys last year." But it's so hard for IMG Academy to get quality opponents to play them because of their reputation being such a you know having so many Division One prospects. They might have said, "Well, we'll we'll take this game. We know we're going to crush them." But perhaps it gives us an opportunity to play uh, our second and third uh, string guys more in the game. Who knows what's going on? But this is just an embarrassment in every way possible. Uh, and, and Jack, th- thank you for this call. I mean, I, I <laughs> Ted Lasso. Uh, yeah, that's that's um, that's exactly the world we're ending into. As I just mentioned, Kevin Hart is apparently already working on putting together some sort of movie about this, this great scam. You know, it, it's funny. Uh, uh, I, I will tell you this very quickly. Uh, I received a call this past week from a producer from, uh, from PBS, from their show Nightline. And uh, this is all before the Bishop Sycamore stuff really hit, hit, the, uh, hit, hit the headlines. But, you know, this producer asked me about what I knew about the growing concerns of travel and club teams and the mental stress that they place on teenage athletes. And I, of course, told him we remain in the middle of the – the wild, wild west, and that no one really knows what to expect when it comes to travel and club. And now we have Bishop Sycamore. But we're living in a time of unprecedented change in terms of our sports at the amateur level. And it's situations like Bishop Sycamore that have turned the landscape totally upside down. I told him, of course, we need a commissioner because I really do feel for sports parents today. There is simply so little professional guidance or advice from any state or federal authorities. Yeah, look, I know, of course, and I've known about operations for years like, um, like Positive Coaching Alliance. Uh, the PCA, they do a nice job of providing basic instruction on, on teaching sportsmanship and how we all have to have positive goals for our kids and our coaches. Yeah, we get all of that. And then there's the, the Aspen Institute out in Colorado, a uh, fine think tank which reviews current enrollment numbers for sports and tells us what we already know in terms of issues with kids burning out and over-specialization with repetitive use injuries and kids quitting. Yeah, we, we know all that. I mean, and PCA and Aspen, I'm not trying to, to uh, denigrate them. They all mean well, and they do a fine job, and that's great. But in my opinion, they're not particularly proactive we need to go far beyond what these programs offer, and we need to discuss the issues that on this show are a lot more complicated than just saying our society has some issues when it comes to our kids in sports. Clearly, Bishop Sycamore is Exhibit A. And look, I, I have always viewed the Sports Edge as a, as a kind of public forum, not only in terms of what we, where we pinpoint the pressing issues of the day, but also try to find and seek real, real practical solutions and real answers for our youngsters who play sports. That's why I've had on Dr. James Andrew, Andrews, who is the top orthopedic surgeon in the country, who has always said that kids under 14 should not be throwing curves or sliders. And we see it every, every, every August in Williamsport. We see kids who are 12 and 13 throwing curves and sliders. Or I've had on Chris Nowinski, who was among the first uh, to recognize that head concussions in young athletes can lead to serious concerns later than life. To, uh, to attorney Steve Callis leading the charge to point out to Little League Baseball that throwing, allowing kids to use aluminum bats 
because of the high-velocity line drives they produce, is exceedingly dangerous to pitchers. Yeah, we finally got them to wake up to that. We talked about the dangers of practicing an unforgiving heat in the summer, about the medical issues of kids and COVID and myocarditis, and the slippery issues and questionable tactics that some college coaches use when it comes to, you know, making promises to prospects that they're, when they're being recruited. I can go on and on. That's been my, that's been my mission with this show. Because we all want our kids to not only capture the same passion for sports that we have, but we all know that playing sports offers a huge assortment of wonderful life lessons. But at the same time, we also want our children to be able to sidestep the kinds of awful issues and problems that perhaps we had to confront when we were pursuing our dreams. Uh, I, that's, that's why I do this show. I mean, I've, I've said on the air, and I'll continue to tell you, my own three kids, they all played sports from their early years right through high school, uh, just like yours. But, and then some, they played for some really good coaches. They played for a bunch of average coaches. And they also played for a few terrible ones as well. And it's those bad coaches who caused unnecessary issues and pain and uh, suffering, not just for my kids, but for all the other kids on the team as well. That stuff has to stop. There's no need for bad coaching in the year 2021. And then you get a case like Bishop Sycamore, which is just coaches, you know, going going bizarre, just going into some sort of strange way of, I don't know, I don't know what their motivation was. Remember, coaches have a huge influence on your kids. And it's, to be a coach, it's a tremendous, tremendous responsibility. All right, let's let's get back to another call. Let's go to uh, to Brian and Derby. Brian, you're next up on the hey, fan. Coach. You're there. You got Welcome about a minute. Go ahead. You. Yes. Thank you for uh, always putting on a good show. Listen, it, what it comes down to is the the athletes, okay, and they're they're young, okay. They don't they they're going to be guided by the people, these coaches. I think what they ought to do is have some kind of guideline where somebody has to have a degree in sports medicine to be in their staff. This way they have no plausible deniability about, well, we didn't know that was hurting the kids. Yeah. Okay. Because the the studies are out there. You guys, like you said, you brought stuff to, to the surface and it's amazing that people will, kind of put money above our children, and I just don't like that. <laughs> Brian, that's what it boils down to, and I, I, that is the concern here, that at the end, it boils down to, unfortunately, either coaches who are ambitious or so egocentric or so eager or so greedy to make money or to put their name out there. I don't know what, I don't know what their motivation is, but as you said, and thank you for the call, Brian, we can't do that with our children. And you sure as I can't do it with, if you're the coach, you can't do it with my kid. Because, I mean, look, kids trust the coaches. Kids still trust coaches as educators that they're the adults. They assume that you're doing the right thing for them. And that's just not the way it plays out. And, again, maybe this Bishop Sycamore situation, maybe that'll be somehow a, a silver lining is that it's a good thing. Because now people will become more aware of what kind of what how how high school programs with uh, overly zealous coaches uh, and programs can go off the rail. Thank goodness, thank goodness, none of these players uh, were seriously hurt in that game against IMG Academy. Because that's that's the good news. But goodness gracious, they certainly could have been. And we just don't know much about this program. I mean, we'll see what happens here. We'll see if the state of Ohio, if the governor there, if there's any I don't know um, criminal charges. 
to be presented. Uh, from what I can tell, they, all the other schools that had slated to play Bishop Sycamore have since canceled. Uh, that's a good thing. But again, the kids are the victims here. What happens to these kids who were chasing a dream to maybe get a college chance to play football in college? Bizarre. Just bizarre. Okay. Uh, my thanks this morning, of course, to Ed Arzuman. Uh, please stay tuned for Richard Neer. He is up next. And one quick programming note. Uh, the Sports Edge may be moving to an earlier start time next Sunday. It'll either be at uh, 7 a.m. or 7.30. Again, uh, as they say, stay tuned. But um, I look forward to next Sunday's discussion. Anyhow, uh, my thanks to everyone for the calls this morning. I will talk to you again next week on the Sports Edge. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.